first off, a special thank you to our amazing Patreon.com patrons. Evelyn, Kayla, Sarah, Joe, Jill, Kevin, Mary, Karen, Jennifer, Robin, Janae, Anna, Barbara, Diane, Suze, Stephanie, Erica, Tare, and our forever first, Trisha. As Patreon patrons, they get early access to our episodes, our eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway. And if you are unfamiliar with Patreon.com, well, it's a wonderful little site whose mission is to support creative work. There, you can make a small donation of support to the podcast to help out with production costs. If you'd like to become a Patreon patron, visit our page on patreon.com forward slash the workroom podcast. The link is in the show notes. Can I sit the back? Oh, no. I don't want to know why her panty has a big black zipper in the back. <laughs> hello, all you lo- hello, all you lovely listeners. Welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I'm Ernest, and I just wish you were a little bit more stylish. Mm. And I'm Patricia, and me and that guy Murphy, we're not friends. <laughs> uh, so happy to be back with you all, listeners. Um, and again, thank you so much for your patience. And um, thank you, Patricia, for being back in the workroom with me. I'm so excited to talk to you about this episode. Finally. Um, and so, listeners, of course, please keep sending all of your hot takes, your questions, and your gossip to us um, at our Gmail account in the workroom at gmail.com. And of course, um, catch us on Instagram at the workroom podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the workroom. And let you all know the cheat sheet is in the show notes. I will prompt you when it's time to click on that link. But I would say that maybe throughout this episode, it would be helpful to just look at it (laughs) so you can sort of see what we're referring to. Because there's, uh, you know, if you guys have seen this episode, there's some special um, accessories here. And also to remind everyone, we are on Patreon. And um, for our wonderful Patreon patrons, Patricia and I are still making our way through next in fashion we will be dropping a bonus episode there soon um and nayland and i and also patricia eventually um we will be venturing into the next next the netflix show warn stories so um that will be uh dropping on the patreon soon as well um okay all right so let's get into this episode again we are in our vintage season season eight and um, we are starting off with wh- where we um, kind of left off last week. Just it, it doesn't really play into the episode, but we had an emergency with Ivy at the end of the last episode where she passed out um, sort of like right after um, filming. And then um, she comes back from the hospital back, uh, you know, being picked up and she's filled with inspiration, apparently, before they even get the challenge, <laughs> which I think it's really fascinating and I thought oh is this something that's weird about editing but I don't think it is I think she went into the hospital and thought okay how can I turn lemon into lemonade um but also it's consistent with her type a personality um and I can totally relate to that where she's like this is a waste of my time 
passing out and being in hospital. So how can I make up for the time that I've wasted by my body shutting down on me? (laughs) I want to come up with a design in the hospital room. So poor Ivy. Yeah. Yeah. I I like Ivy. Oh, you like Ivy? Yeah. I think when I first watched the season, I was rooting for Mondo and Ivy the whole time. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I want, I want Ivy to take a year off. I, I just feel like Ivy needed from this. Like, I'm like, you, you're, she's so keyed up the whole time. And, you know, I don't know. I just felt like she needs some time, like a vacation. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. The show will do that to people. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, we get to the runway and um, Heidi is very excited about this next challenge because uh, the, as the models come out, we see that they're wearing hats, but not just any hat. These are hats designed. I'm Uh-oh. sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Ernest, I'm so sorry. I was like, I accidentally, I'm, I'm watching the show as we're talking, not watching, I'm rewatching the show as we're talking. And I just, um, I forgot to lower the volume. Oh no, that's totally My fine. Apologies. No, that's all right. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, because uh, sometimes I do that because, um, you know, listeners, if you're listening on Daily Motion like we are or watching on Daily Motion, um, that mute button is really wonky. Uh, it's right next uh. to where you can skip ads. It's very annoying, I have to say. Um, I miss having Project Runway on Amazon at the ready. And this is one of the rare seasons that I did not buy <laughs> before they knocked it off. So anyway, all right. Yeah. Um, it's totally fine. Okay. All right. So the, the Philip Tracy hats start walking out and the designers who know who Philip Tracy is are so excited. I would have loved them to have some takes from the designers who are just like, who the hell is Philip Tracy? What are these things? Um, I feel like we kind of find out later that, um, at least Casanova doesn't know who Philip Tracy is and doesn't care. Right. It's over it already. Right. It's like, what is this? Um, and so uh, the challenge officially is to make a look inspired by and worthy to be worn with a Philip Tracy hat. And um, Philip Tracy comes out to make a, a, you know, a kind of wonderful guest appearance. And um, he's just like, Hello, designers. My name is Philip Tracy. And Heidi's like, Philip, do you have any advice? Like, I think you have to think about the volume, the aesthetic, and what will work with the silhouette of the person. (laughs) Matching is old hat. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm (laughs) messing with your ears, listeners. But I just, I'm like, his voice is just... Are you on things or are you even from this planet? There is something about Philip Tracy that's just like, oh, you definitely are one of those persons from a rarefied air. And I have to come and come down from my crystal tower and talk to these plebeians here who are going to mess up my heart. Oh, my works of art. I hate this. <laughs> but I don't know. Because are you're, I'm, I'm like, I know that you're familiar with Philip Tracy and with the with his hats, but what are your impressions of these hats and of Philip Tracy? <laughs> oh, I love Philip. I mean, I don't, I don't know anything about Philip Tracy's personal life, but mm-hmm. I love Philip Tracy. I think they're fun, really fun. 
I don't have much else to say other yeah. than like just really, really good to look at. I you know. know. I I I just I think this is one of my favorite <laughs> con- concepts of a challenge. I'll say more yeah. than um uh you know bringing out jewelry. Like I just don't I don't care yeah. about um I don't care about jewelry um in in my own life and I'm not impressed by how expensive jewels are but um yeah. I think in terms of having to collaborate with another designer and a design it, it it's sort of like the one the episode where they took them to the Met and brought out um gowns from the archive and had you know they and used that as their inspiration I really like that <laughs> Those yeah, kinds of yeah I totally agree I totally agree and I think that um it's I, I also like you. I don't care about jewelry in, in my personal life or otherwise. Mm-hmm. But it's well, and with like hat culture is its own culture, and it's yeah. the kind of culture that is really fun to play with because you can play off of it, you can play with it, you can play through it. So I think that um, I mean, we obviously see late or very soon, you know, that not everybody um, that hat culture is actually something that not everybody's aware of. Mm-hmm. And when I say hat culture, I mean, um, Philip Tracy is British, is a white British person. I don't know where from in, in England. Um, but hat culture is not just high, high, uh, high culture. Hat culture is also church culture. There's mm-hmm. also worker culture. There's like just different kinds of hat culture. But not everyone th- uh, thinks about it. Mm-hmm. Um, as we see in the show in a minute yeah um so i i agree with you this is actually what the challenges that i enjoy the most on project one way are challenges just like this yeah i'm so glad you brought up hat culture um because i you know i i grew up in church <laughs> i grew up in a black church oh, and oh. um uh like church hats <laughs> were a thing on particular holidays of course i you know i grew up AME and if any listeners <laughs> know what uh the culture of AME churches are um I'll just say that um we it's not it's not Baptist um at least my church was a little bit bougie and you know people who kind of just like oh you know we don't do all that like you know foot stomping thing and so they didn't wear hats every every Sunday but but it definitely was like an occasion and you know and like for Easter um it was almost required that you have a hat and um there is like like distinctive hat stores that you go and get your hat from particularly for um for black women older black women in uh, particular in Los Angeles um so yeah yeah um, all right. So what, what would you say, if you don't mind, yes. and I know this is like a little bit of a tangent, but mm-hmm. what would you say the function of the hat is like, because I think that, um, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't grow up like as a churchgoer mm-hmm. um, and not even, definitely not in the South, like not even in this country. But for me, I always think about the hats in, in um, like church culture as, as being like, part of the expressiveness and an extension of your expressiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you think about that? Or like, what do you think that the hat serves in not just like high church culture, but mm-hmm. like, just like average person church going hat? <laughs> yeah, I think it's totally 
fashion, it's style, it's tra- it's tradition. And, you know, I didn't even think about this, but, you know, that there are um, there are places that I go into or like to even think of wearing a hat indoors or, you know, we're, we're in some places like, oh, it's this is rude to wear a hat inside. Of course, it's it's expected um, to wear a hat inside of church yeah. or at least um at least our church and Amy churches, it's also sort of like a status symbol as well. Um, It's, it's sort of like a way of not necessarily outdoing. I don't think, you know, I would go to a, um, someone from my church be like, Hmm, I feel like you're trying to outdo the woman who usually sits in the second row with your hat. Uh, And she wouldn't, you know, she wouldn't like say that, but I think it's a part of that. It's a part of like looking really nice, but killer, like you're killing them with this hat. Um, Yeah. It's one of those things. Yeah, I always thought it was just interesting as because there's something in religion about like covering your head that goes across all religions. And so I always thought, wow, the hat is so it's such an expressive version of that. And it's like an individual version of that. But what do I know? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we'll keep talking about this as we get through here, but I'm curious as to like who, okay. Who you're thinking of when you say like, we see that this person doesn't get hat culture. Well, um, I, I wouldn't say hat culture. Um, I was specifically thinking about when Casanova said, nobody wears these kinds of hats. These are editorial. Mm-hmm. Um, and Casanova either grew up in Puerto Rico or is from Puerto Rico, like very immediately from Puerto Rico. So of course, my gosh, or not, of course, but maybe, well, why would Puerto Rico, um, excuse me, my voice is failing me. Oh, no. (laughs) Sorry. Come back, voice. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, I don't know. Uh, Hopefully, Puerto Rico has like a healthy, a more, uh, like a, a healthier relationship to media that doesn't involve like uh, portraits of like the the British queens in hats, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, and, and how important that is to British culture, which infiltrates uh, the United States a lot, you know, especially with Lady Diana and mm-hmm. you know, like even these royal weddings that I never pay attention to, but people always watch them and talk about the hats, um, and people who go to the Met Ball, yeah, where, you know. It's it's high culture to me, like those, especially like those kinds of hats. Or it's club culture, and people are having fun with hats, like Lee Bowery and and definitely numerous others. Yeah. So I think that Casanova was like, well, who wears these kinds of wacky things? Like this is not the person I dress for. Mm-hmm. So it's just not on Casanova Nova's radar, and that's okay for me. I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, it's just like not something that is on their radar. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Um, I mean, because it's, they are quite avant-garde and they are worn for occasions. Uh, Philip Tracy famously has designed uh, maybe every hat that's gone to a royal wedding in the past (laughs) 20 years. Um, uh, uh, These hats also are, um, you can find them Oh, okay, so like just kind of putting the chichi together, um, uh, these these hats have um, I found one. Uh, we, Iman was wearing one. Um, I found another one that was on another uh, a very famous model whose name I can't remember. Um, but Iman was out. She looked like she was out, you know, 
maybe at an event or probably like getting caught on a date or something um uh like something where she was getting photographed but definitely not for a photo shoot or a runway show um and and again, like listeners, if you want to look at the cheat sheet, uh, it's really helpful to to see this. But also one of the things that I want to say about them choosing the hats is we have a little, uh, we have a mask and Valerie's model. So everyone essentially just chooses their own model. You know, they're trying to drum up drama, but they really can't um, uh, because everyone's like, I'm going to be loyal to my model, even though I hate her hat. So uh, not hate, but like, I'm not attracted to this hat. Valerie's model's wearing a mask and Valerie's like, oh my God, oh, what is this? It's the only one that's not a hat and it's on my model. Um, and so she she chooses it. Um, and uh, and that's that's the one that I thought was, was really, really great and really, really interesting. But also after her, Kristen is left with the orchid. So there is a hat that looks exactly like an orchid, just like kind of sitting on the front of the model's head. Yeah. And it's really upsetting Kristen. Like she's freaked out by this. Yeah. I thought, why? And I thought it was interesting that Kristen said, oh, like this is such a literal challenge. I don't do literal. And I thought, well, what's so literal about do whatever you want? I know. (laughs) And it's also um, like, what's so literal about an orchid being a hat it's a hat shaped like an orchid like it's it's a it's a it looks like a literal expression of an orchid but it's also a hat it's very fantastic it's it's fantastical you know what's Um, campier an orchid hat i know all right so um (laughs) they get their marching orders with their hats and the hats are put into boxes and um out they're they're out there in the design lounge and i was hoping to see armed guards um surrounding (laughs) surrounding them um but they only do that with the jewels the jewels that cost like millions and millions of dollars but um they're out there essentially for inspiration so that they can sketch with them they also have the the photos of them on their HP, you know, you know, thingamabobbers. Um, and so Tim comes in and lets them know that they have only until 11 p.m. that night, which I think they're thrilled by, but I'm just like, oh my God, um, it's so much pressure. They have 15 minutes yeah. to sketch and then they go to Mood and they get $150 for their budget. No one's complaining this week or they don't edit it in that, you know, mm-hmm. people are complaining about the lowly budget. And, um, and so at Mood, we, we get some of their uh, inspirations. But I also want to point out that um, I feel like the designers are breaking Mood. There is a designer who gets in there and like yanks mm. off some bolts from a, a top step. And it's just it just feels really <laughs> like, please don't hurt Mood while you're in there. Yeah. But um. But yeah, but anyway, but to kind of like get into a little bit of their inspirations, we have April who's got this um, yellow, I'm sorry, uh, pink and white spirally um, hat with a cone. It's got a very wide brim um, all the way around. And she's thinking resort wear, but futuristic island getaway kind of resort wear. And Ari has immunity. um, So she's feeling really confident, but she wants to stay on track to do something that's that will win another challenge. And Ari goes, well, I see my hat being worn by a member of the Royal family, which is so appropriate because it probably was yeah. worn by a member of the Royal family. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Um, Valerie, spot, spot on. I know. And and Valerie is inspired by, well, this mask when, um, in, uh, reminds her of Labyrinth, um, and she's a David Bowie fan. Mm. So she's mm. using that. She's going from um, from that angle, which is, I thought, really exciting. And um, who else do we have? We have Michael Drummond, who uses the word architectural and the word mm. warrior. And I'm just like, oh, great. Talk about this isn't literal, but it is it's very cliche, but also very easy. And I think I think um, we'll see very appropriate for this hat, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah. So, and we do also hear from Kristen that she's she's just like not into this hat. Um, she's she's got a she got a, she has a garden and everything, and she just somehow still can't get into this hat. Yeah, it, that was tough to watch. I'm like, okay, just get through it. Just find some. All you have to do is like pick a color, do something with that color. I know. That's it. Like, because the hat just sits on top of the head. It's not going to move. You know, you. You can choose anything. Go, exactly. Kristen, go. Go, Philadelphia, go. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So <laughs> we go to Mood. Um, not much happens at Mood, except, you know, the designers are, you know, destroying it. And some of the fabric apparently speaks, they it's they speak Mondo's language. Um, yeah. So they're telling Mondo stuff that they're not telling the other designers I've been a mood many times. So have you. And I would love to hear voices coming from the fabrics telling me what they can do or what they would like to be. <laughs> I just, right? I, I just love this idea of it's like, yes, oh, mood. Oh, what a community. I am. I am really soft. <laughs> I drape well. I will dry fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> here we hear from Ivy who's in you know she's first speaks about her inspiration being inspired by her hospital curtains and I was a little worried because since you like Ivy okay I'll ask you because it it does feel like she was putting the cart before the horse here going hmm. by her experience in the hospital which I feel is very um seminal I think as an experience, um, it's um, obviously probably really upsetting for her and significant. Um, and so she's putting that mostly into the garment. And I think you're not really responding to the hat at all. But I, I agree you with you. I, I didn't think about that. But I do. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you about that. Okay. Yeah. I just thought it was, it was interesting. I was like, Ivy, slow down. Yeah. All right. So we go back into the workroom and um, we have like a um, this sort of thing that's going on with the other designers where. okay, so this crop of designers are very judgmental (laughs) and I think incredibly insecure about themselves and also very off from what the judges are seeing and thinking. Um, And so in terms of like what they value and, and what they think of as appropriate, I'm getting, they're so opinionated and I understand that they're editing this in, but it's for instance, like Valerie left a zipper or she didn't buy zippers. 
and um, neither did Michael Drummond. And I just wrote in my my notes, you guys are so stupid. You're so dumb. You don't <laughs> deserve to be here. You didn't remember to buy zippers from Mood. You're idiots. All of you. And it's not. They're not. They're, it's fine. But they're devastated. Valerie's like, oh, my God. You know, and, and um, you know, and it's we kind of it comes up later um, that Michael Drummond thinks that Michael C is stupid because he doesn't have a ruler with him. And I'm like, what? Just because you don't have a ruler, you you think that that makes you less of a designer? Do you have like, I don't know. I just was like, this is some these are some interesting things to get hung up on. Oh my gosh. I mean, I feel like somewhere along this, you know, every storyline editor was like, let's just get the worst out of these people. You know, it's just like they are judgmental, but I feel like they all are asked, they all are being asked consistently questions that bring this out of them. Yeah. You know, totally. So it's like, okay, okay. Yeah, I it mean, really, it really bores me. I have to say, it really bores me. Same here. Um, and um, so, actually, like, let let's get to Michael C. because um, they stay on him for a little bit. Michael Costello, um, you know, if if listeners don't already know, Michael Costello is probably the second most um, successful Project Runway alum oh wow i didn't know that (laughs) oh whoops am i spoiling it sorry um no no, not at all no thank you yeah not a spoil so this is yeah this is michael c's origin story on project runway of course um but of course going you know going through it the second time it's like wow um he was he he is he's very sweet and um I, i i he smiles a lot he's so so cute and uh and, and adorable the first time I saw this I was just like ugh, I can't take it like it's just <laughs> ugh. and now I'm just like oh so light so much sweetness and light as Naylon would say um mm-hmm. all right so it's also it's Father's Day for this challenge um Michael C has a son named Giovanni and is able to give him a call and I love how um Giovanni's grandma kind of lies he's like oh we went fishing and Giovanni caught a fish and then Michael C's like Giovanni what'd you catch you like well I really didn't catch anything grandma's lying that was so weird that was so strange I was like what am I missing here this makes no sense. I thought it was hilarious because she's trying to give him like good news and be like oh we're doing really well you know uh, he caught a fish and he's like no mom no grandma i didn't catch fish (laughs) yeah i was totally confused by that i was like what yeah yeah no grandma was wrong um you know giovanni just can't help himself it's like no why are we lying to daddy and like daddy when are you coming home (laughs) it was it was really nice yeah i thought um, okay, yeah. but but we also start with Michael C. So Tim comes back in, and um, uh, it's Father's Day. Um, Michael is so happy to talk to his son, but he's really struggling with his outfit, and um, he's <laughs> making this dress that's got all sorts of problems. And uh, I think this is sort of when uh, after we have like a little montage of, for instance, April looking at it and going, "Mm, is that a front seam on your skirt? And he's like, yeah, it's like, "Mm, 
okay, why would you put a front seam on the skirt part of a formal gown? It's a it's a bad design idea. Um, so 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 Tim comes in and sort of like leaves Michael C hanging. Like I I would have loved Tim to go to Michael first, but it goes to Valerie first. And I feel like Valerie is using really great words here, like, oh, I'm going to mix, like, hard and soft. Um, Edwardian. Um, uh, Labyrinth. I don't know. (laughs) And she's using black zippers on the chest part. And Tim puts on his mm -mm face. And Valerie is explaining. She's like, well, I feel like um, it kind of edges the chest up. And Tim Tim's response is oh this is this is superfluous if they don't have a function then why are they there and I and I I just really enjoyed this back and forth because I you know Valerie's um personality is a little off-putting to me um just a little tiny bit sometimes because um again the cuteness and and the perkiness is like I struggle with it it's fine um but I really, I love hearing her talk about her work. I love the way she defends her work. I love how she expresses herself and the, and sort of Tim, you know, she's a little uncomfortable because Tim is doing that whole, like, "Mm, I'm just going to stand here and have, and put my, you know, curl up my, my, my hands into a fist and put it on my mouth and just stare. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I happen to like Valerie. Okay. Um, But I am, I think Valerie's really smart, and I happen to be fascinated by the cadence of Valerie's voice because it's it's this upspeak that manages to feel very um, just kind of natural and not hmm. condescending. Oh no, no! I think of you know, it as disarming, and, and I'm, I'm wondering I'm if like she's how? doing it on purpose. Oh, if, she, if it's if it's something I'm, that she's learned to do. Oh, I don't know, but I'm like, well, how how are you managing to be upspeak and not condescending? Because all the upspeak I hear is so, like, vocal fry, condescension, condescension, oh, like, yeah. um, you know, and and this is like just really like plain, and I'm like, wow, amazing, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, um, um yeah, I because I I Valerie is just sweet. She's a very sweet person, um, but she's got some guns, and you know, because with Tim he's, he's like oh I I if the, if, it, if it doesn't have a function and this is of course like a Tim philosophy that we've heard throughout the years um but also he brings in the thing that about the judges who are also talking about editing that they want to see that you're able to edit if it if it looks like you're trying too hard they will call it out but yeah Tim leaves her and she's like mm, I understand what he's saying but um I'm not convinced I may stick with the zippers I really like them and I'm like all right great <laughs> I thought, you know, in this episode, Tim, I thought Tim was off in a way. There's a couple of things. It's like, Ooh. oh, Tim, wait, huh? Um, I'll talk more about it later or maybe soon, depending on like when we fall on onto this topic. Okay. But I thought here, I was like, okay, so function, if all functions are a construct, then why for a challenge about wild hats, how does that, how should that be negotiated? Mm-hmm. So I think this was also a moment for Tim to rethink Tim's critique style in relationship, not, not to rethink how Tim is critiquing for this challenge. Mm-hmm. Because I thought he was just kind of doing like the 
standard like garment runway garment yeah but wait uh, like functions have different constructs anyway so why can't why why can't a zipper be functional in another construct that has to do with wild hats yeah that makes that's that's a really great point yeah. I mean, cause so next we have a, we can move on to April and, and see how that applies okay. there. Cause April is, I think on to something where she's like, oh, I'm thinking more avant-garde and um, because this hat gives me like avant-garde, like res- resort, but she's making hot pants with a jacket. And yeah. um, here I've, I think Tim is spot on. It gives, he's like, Oh gosh, with the cut and the color and the, quilting of the fabric it just reads diaper to me yeah it's not it's a diaper it's not and i'm i'm i think and and april's calling them shorts but they're hot pants they are hot pants they're yeah not shorts. they're not shorts um all right want to go to michael drummond <laughs> yes yes um michael drummond somehow found a pleated stiff fabric <laughs> and mood uh, that looks like corrugated cardboard to me. And I thought, wow, what a great find. It's already pleated and really rigid for your architectural look. And Tim doesn't even know what it is, but um, it looks as if he really, really likes it. And, um, and I, you know, I think was, was, did something really wonderful for Michael because um, he, again, like one of those other like staples and mainstays where Michael Drum is like, oh, oh, I don't want it to go into like sci-fi fantasy fiction. And Tim goes, well, you know, you want to walk the precipice. And I mm. love that word. Um, Michael Drummond doesn't know what it means exactly. Uh, Michael Drummond, that doesn't mean that you're stupid. You didn't get your zippers from Mood and you don't know what precipice means, but it doesn't mean that you're an idiot. It's okay. We're all learning. Yeah. Um, but basically, like, he's like, you you don't want it to be boring or um, expected or I think he said safe. And you don't want it to be a kooky costume. But then it, it comes into the point where it's straddling that line but where it's at least interesting, it's interesting to you. And then it becomes a matter of taste where it's like that gray area where you can't do anything about whether or not the judges will like it. And you can't worry about what they'll say. If it's interesting to you and it's not, and you know, Michael Drummond has, I think great taste, (laughs) then it's, it's, you, you just have to just kind of stick with what you what what you have there and understand that there is room for this subjectivity mm-hmm. so. yeah you know i thought <clears throat> I, I don't know how i feel about michael drummond's look i actually find it from what we see here i was like what a literal approach mm-hmm. it's a very literal approach using an unusual material to match the hat yeah i think the unusualness of the material is really doing a lot of work for him here yes exactly exactly and i think that the the precipice i'm interested in is like the literal versus the complementary um so we'll see what happens i mean talk about literal (laughs) because next we have Kristen and her orchid and uh, Tim is like, oh, I adore this hat. It's so great. And Chris is like, yeah, 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 whatever. Blah, blah. Um, 
and uh she's so she's like I don't think we got a lot out of this interaction. Um, it was just Tim talking about the neckline being fussy, Kristen taking a scissor to it and hacking it off right away. And yeah. then she says that she wants to add a shrug and brings out some fabric. I didn't really get a good look at it, but it horrified Tim. It made Tim want to upchuck. Like he was like, oh, yeah. no, um, he did not like it at all. And I just really, we hear something really snotty from Gretchen. But I would have rather have heard some constructive criticism from Tin because Kristen really needed it, you know. What was this? I don't even remember. The, uh, by the way, my first time watching this, mm-hmm. I was the anti. I, I was the anti Gretchen. From the moment Gretchen walked in, I was like, snob, jerk, go away. <laughs> like, <I> was, <laughs> that was my. So I think this time around, I'm trying to to be like open-minded you know whatever but I'm, I'm kind of falling to the same feelings of like I don't like this person I don't like this person I know I don't like I'm trying to I'm trying to also but I feel like I have to say so like I think I think okay because I thought I'm wrong you know this is one of those things I think I might have said this with with Naylan uh, last episode where I was like oh you know I need to give Gretchen a second chance um and be open mm-hmm. and come at this with fresh eyes but I feel like yeah no I just it's not good. This is, this is not. I didn't. I didn't put a lot of my notes about what she said because it's a lot of them are just okay, annoying and mean. Um, right, and they're like just based entirely based on putting other people down. Yeah, yeah, and feeling as if you have this authority over others, and and I think that's right. what's going on with this crop of designers in general. There, it's weird. Mm-hmm. All right, so next we have AJ, I believe, and oh my god, I love this. I love this moment because <laughs> Tim, Tim's face looking at AJ's working with polka dots. AJ has, um, if you'll see on the cheat sheet of, um, oh God, like a wavy hat that splits up at the edge and comes around the model's uh, uh, mouth. So it kind of like, it's almost like it's eating her from the front or, you know, like the, the wearer of the hat has this little, strap underneath but it's like a very delicate it's almost like it's wrapping its its body around your head and AJ's AJ's (laughs) a polka dot dress and Tim goes the woman who can afford that hat would be able to afford a polka dot dress where the polka dots line up yes get your shit together AJ come on you know like yes Tim it it was just it was hilarious to me (laughs) That was great. That was really great. Like, classic Tim. Yes, I loved it. Classic Tim. Um, And then we have Peach, who's making a really short pencil skirt for some reason. I didn't write anything down for Peach. Yeah. I'm also trying to look at Peach with fresh eyes. Um, I wasn't really motivated by anything that Peach said. Yeah. I was like, okay, but I that hat was my favorite. That was my favorite hat out of all of oh them. Oh my god. That tornado hat. hat that is the that hat that Iman was wearing. That's Iman's hat. Oh my god. I think Iman Beautiful. might own this hat now. I mean Beautiful. I mean, so many of them were great, but I thought this one was just like wow, you know. I know. <laughs> you can't, oh, so you can't much ignore going it. On. Um then we briefly stop by Mondo, who's making a pant um with the waistband. Uh, it's got per- polka dot, leopard print, and I think purple piping. 
yeah going all out yeah and again tim leaves Mondo alone it's like it's a lot of look and Mondo's like well you know that's what i do <laughs> i love Mondo. i love Mondo. um <laughs> Next is Christopher. Oh, my God. Tim loves this print that he's got, and I nearly lost it. Christopher's print looks like the background of a spooky, creepy Tim Burton film. Oh, nice. No, you know what it is? It'll be like a sofa in that film. Oh, yes. It'll be like the upholstery in that film. It is the upholstery (laughs) that mimics the sky that mimics the trees because it's got like it looks like branches it looks like it could be you know a swirling milky way but in a tim burton style where everything is just like you know jagged edges or not yeah jaggedy it's just jagged and and whatever it looks like upholstery fabric just to be straight about it um or straightforward about it um and it's silvery and tim likes it i just i was i was yeah Oh, the he's... one thing is that it reminded me of like the color palette that, um, oh my gosh, host of the show, oh Heidi, that Heidi was wearing um, at the beginning, so before mm. they went to mood. So maybe they're doing that thing that I really don't like when designers try to play up to what Heidi likes. Mm. Um, so maybe that's what motivated that purchase. Yeah. Which I don't approve of that method. But... I don't either. Oh God, I don't either. Um, gosh, he wants to get noticed by the judges. He's not happy about being safe um, for the last three challenges. And so he's like, oh, I'll, this is the way I'll get noticed. I'm going to infuse button energy into these leggings that I'm making. So he pulls out a bunch of buttons. He's like, I'm going to put these on the leggings. And Tim doesn't even get give the whole, like, what are the function of these buttons on your leggings? He's just like, yeah. mm, you're going to look like you're trying too hard, Christopher. Stop it. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now we get to Casanova. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Casanova. Casanova is on a roll with his bubble sleeves and his pleated center front and its plunging V neckline. And Tim goes, Haven't we seen this exact same dress already? It's Donna Karen, 1988. And I was like, Oh, I found I went and I found this fashion show from 1988 Donna Karen spring collection and I sent it to you and I sent it to nail it and I'm putting it in the show notes also Iman is featured in this fashion show (laughs) Iman was the only model that I recognized in in that video clip that you sent I didn't recognize any others oh interesting because you recognize almost everyone so that's interesting. You know what? But only the one, like, I wasn't really looking at fashion in the 80s. Hmm. And, or outside of, like, what Cindy Lauper was wearing, because she was on, like, I don't know, posters and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't, like, looking at fashion shows at all. That happened more in the 90s. Hmm. And only because we have this, like, uh, strange cable situation that would play, like, some channels sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um yeah, I wasn't really looking at all. I mean, because I looked, I mean, I'm going to start looking more, after, actually. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this fashion show. Um, and listeners, um, you know, heads up, the music that they use is not the music of that fashion show. It's all, like, 
other stuff that they superimposed on top of it. But the I loved the necklines. I really liked. I I enjoyed the show. I I it's twenty the minutes. The show was great. It was amazing. The show was great. And the I saw that music made oh. my day. Oh, it was like, so good. I was like, oh my god, I love the vibes <laughs> of this music. I don't like all the lyrics I'm hearing, but I love the music. <laughs> it's such a club. It's a such a club atmosphere for these, you know, de- like this demure-ish kind of fashion show with a lot of fabulously cut and designed and draped black wool crepe outfits and yeah. um jersey knit and i saw i saw casanova's dress a couple of times <laughs> that fashion show. Oh, that's so interesting because i saw this i heard that line and i was like really okay i believe you tim mm-hmm. because D- donna karen does do work like that i just don't i couldn't place it i'm like i couldn't place it i feel like so, that show must have been <laughs> iconic somehow because it was such a specific year, and yeah. I don't think Tim just pulled that out of his ass to say, like, oh, late right. 80s? No, not at all. Yeah. But it's like, I totally agree with you. But I thought that show, oh, so much came up for oh me my God. watching that show that you sent. Uh-huh. Um, and one, the main thing that came up for me, which I know this is a tangent, but it does come back to Casanova, is that this show is a um, piece by piece, like literally, like garment by garment. Um, I don't want to say analysis, but garment by garment um, uh, evidence that Karl Lagerfeld ruined the house of Chanel. Oh! <laughs> that's, that's how I feel about this show, because this is such an American take on French fashion. And I know that Karl Lagerfeld is German. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not trying to say that um, Chanel should be American. I'm just saying that oh, this take on the classic Parisian silhouettes and forms were so much more refreshing than what Karl Lagerfeld ultimately did as um, Karl's legacy on Chanel, which was basically like logos, sexy, straight man, look at me, as opposed to I'm going to wear pants. I don't give a darn about what you think of me. I'm going to do something else with this femininity, this thing called femininity. So I thought that this show was just amazing. I don't remember seeing this exact dress. For some reason, the silhouette that Casanova's working on for me is very 90s, like um, Donna Karen. But that, that's not to say anything at all. I'm sure she was working with this before. Mm-hmm. What disappoints me about this time with Tim, this Casanova time with Tim, is that <laughs> um, Tim is like, oh, we've seen this all the, all the time before. And again, I don't know how long casanova has been in the u.s if it's like a recent thing or or whatever but casanova was like really okay and then tim says something i forget exactly what tim said but it's this thing that a lot of english-speaking countries do like not just the u.s but you know i've definitely heard it like from and in the uk and um from australian speakers is that instead of saying what you mean with some kind of clarity you use some kind of euphemism and then, mm-hmm. like, people who don't know that euphemism don't know what you're talking about. So I felt like Tim made a lot of assumptions about what Casanova was thinking. Yeah. And I could have been more more specific and more precise. For example, saying something like, it looks like you went to the dress, to the store, and you bought a dress, and you put the hat on. And Casanova's like, well, what's wrong with that? That's how women shop. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I... I mean, Casanova didn't say that. I'm saying that. Like, Casanova just stood there like, yeah, and? Yeah. But I think that's not really any advice. That's no. Just... 
please say more. Please no. go one step further. Um, yeah, I was... And again, I, I loved him. I harked him. You yeah. know, it's, Tim is allowed to have an off day. Tim is allowed to be Tim. Yeah. But I, I thought... Oh, no, go with ahead. Someone, Sorry. With someone like Casanova, you can't make assumptions. Yeah, I, I thought of this as... Because uh, Tim moves on, and I really... And Tim clearly is at a loss at how to get through to Casanova. So I think in terms of the language and the cultural barrier, it was not, it was too high for Tim to actually surpass this time. And mm. I totally agree. And I think I'm wondering if you're thinking of the word wearable. Cause he says, yes. he says wearable and Casanova's like, what? It It is wearable. And Tim's okay. like, it's too wearable. That's the problem. And so Casanova's like, so you want me to not, be wearable and Tim's like no 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 and then he uses that shopping metaphor but um uh it's it is it is like you know you have to practice and and I'm I'm struggling as a teacher as well <laughs> to, to communicate to my students exactly what I mean um and and you know there is that art school jargon there is art school jargon there is fashion jargon and there's also regional jargon in a way. Um, and and Casanova just wasn't getting it. And I feel like Casan like this dress is so well made. He is so far ahead of everyone else. Um, there are things happening with the uh, the draping that he's done that is ridiculous. Um, and and I feel like I would have played with that where I'm like, you're so talented. <laughs> you're clearly really good at sewing and, and construction. But um, these like just saying like, this is this is very this has been done already or you're capable of doing something different or, you know, like rise to this challenge. This is sort of like avant garde light um, in terms of yeah. this challenge and, and think of it that way, um, because Mike, Michael C is next. And hmm. um I, I'll just kind of like jump to the, to the, like the, you know, what happens here is that, you know, it's a mess. Um, we, we are, you know, that Michael C has been struggling and Tim does it the rare thing of telling him to stop and work and start over again. <laughs> yeah. But also yeah. that, um, you know, I feel like Tim's like, unlike Casanova over there, at least, you know, you have to start all over again and you understand what I'm saying. I felt like a, a little bit of a jab at Casanova there, but yeah. Did you, I don't know if you caught that or did you? I totally caught okay. that. Okay, I, yeah. I felt that was a really unfortunate thing to, to say. And I also have to say that with Casanova, who has been on the bottom and has been told that, oh, your stuff is unwearable, to now say, oh, your stuff is wearable as a negative. Yes. Yeah. Not good feedback. Yeah. It's very confusing. And, yeah. you know, we'll see what Michael C. comes up with on the cheat sheet. But then we hear from Casanova, he's like, every girl in Puerto Rico has yeah. that dress in her closet. And I believe him. I totally, I totally. I mean, I see that. Listen, in my neighborhood, which is not Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. but in my neighborhood, I see that dress every, okay, not exactly like that, but some version of that with the cross backing. Yes. Multi-layered, like angular, multi-layered. That's summer in my neighborhood. Yeah. And like, well, not for everybody, but that's a very common summer staple. And having said that, like, do I think what I think my, Michael C could also have pushed that silhouette. I totally, totally agree. Uh, 
All right. Um, so let's, so Tim, this is Tim's last visit with Michael C. And um, I just realized that I've already gone through the parts of this last uh, section. I just like went out of order. Um, but uh, the, the designers have three hours to go. And it, within this three hours, they do a model fitting. And there's just a few things. But one of the things that comes to mind is that Kristen is sort of warming up to her own garment and um, she likes it once she puts it on the model and she's just sort of into it. Um, and uh, it's just an interesting way of seeing how she works because I think with Kristen, she's um, probably the most confusing of the designers for me um, in her approach because they're, um, I think she is very, uh, instinctive in the way that she approaches her work um, yeah. and it's very her so you know I feel like we, you know I, I relate only because like how I doodle I doodle the same way all the time I can't draw but yeah. I I can't get out of how I doodle I feel like it's just you know a personality type thing yeah um, all right so real quick back to Atlas for some trash talk so they go home and everyone's like who do you think is going home tomorrow and of course we have Gretchen who thinks that everyone in the other girl apartment is going home I think it's going to be Peach Kristen I think it's going to be Peach Kristen in April I'm like okay basically the 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 people who are not in the room with you this is this is interesting and then we go to yeah, Peach well, like didn't um Gretchen didn't say for some reason Gretchen didn't say Kristen did she she did Oh, I'm sorry. You just did you just say that and I missed it? I'm oh no 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 no! It's okay. <laughs> no, my I apologies. I rewound it and I was like, hmm, because the editors go straight to Peach, Kristen, and April because they're all roommates. Um, they go to their room and Peach reveals that she is just making whatever the fuck she wants. She's not thinking mm. about that hat that Iman wears now. <laughs> She's just wearing, she's just making something that she knows how to make. She's trying to be safe. Um, and she also is, she doesn't, okay, she says something that is, is, is anathema a strong word? It is so, it's such a wrong quote from Heidi. She's like, well, you know, Heidi, she likes it short, tight, and shiny. You know, so that's what oh I'm doing. God. And then Kristen is, Kristen has this look of frustration in this whole thing because she had a conversation and mood, of course, with Tim, where Tim is trying to explain to her, like, this is how you, this is a way of you approaching it where the dress or whatever you make, like your outfit and your hat have to be in a good marriage, essentially. Like, you don't want one to outshine the other, but you also don't want it to, um, your, your outfit to demure underneath the weight of the hat. And Peach here is just like, well, uh, Heidi likes it this way, so I'm going to make it that way. But the thing is, she doesn't. Heidi doesn't. Heidi doesn't like it short, tight, and shiny. That's yeah. that's the advice that they give to designers to not do because, you know, mm. they're kind of conservative in that sense where they, for them, it, it conjures um, uh, sluttiness. And it's, I don't think they're, they're outright slut-shaming um, when they do that, but they kind of are. So... Yeah. Um, that's but well I'll just say that in terms of Project Runway history, that is incorrect, Peach. Yeah. It's incorrect. All right. Okay. Yeah. By now, like eight seasons into it, it should be clear that Heidi actually is really fair with Heidi's taste. Oh, so fair. Heidi may not 
like something, but oh, I see, I see the merits here and there. So and so does that. Like so, like Heidi is actually refreshingly can be a very broad thinker about about that. Totally. You know, but totally. That's why you shouldn't try to please people. We should try to understand the challenge and learn how to challenge yourself through it. Exactly. I totally agree. Um, okay. So Patricia, I just want to check in time with you. <laughs> Cause it's 1120. Oh yeah. Um, um, do you want to just, how much time do you think we need, we need to, cause we just have to go through runway now, right? Yeah. Which just the, the runway. I know. I think we could do Can all of do it, it in 30 in... minutes, but I don't know. How do you feel about that? That puts me 30 minutes. Oh yeah. my God. That I, I can't do 30 minutes. Can we, oh my God, I'm so sorry. No, no, I, no, it's okay. Uh, I mean, cause um, yeah. if we want to just quickly fit it in, um, cause you're busy tomorrow, right? I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm so sorry. I was late. Ugh, I mean, we, this is my fault. Um, um, I don't even know how late you were because I was working, trying to furiously get like meet this crazy deadline. Um, yeah, let's let's. Think we could do it in like fifteen. Oh yeah, we can do it. Let's try to do it in fifteen. Did I okay. Five minutes late. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, <laughs> can have like a little thingy and audition. Okay, great. All right, so let's get to the day of the runway. And um, we head to Parsons. Some of the designers are finishing up their edges. Some are making whole ass garments like Michael C. But, um, you know, Tim comes in and says, like, you've got time. You've got models, models, hair and makeup. Philip Tracy challenge. Please barely use the Piper line wall <laughs> in the nicest way possible. Um, but I also want to point out that we get another uh, an appearance of a mustache. And so Mondo yes, introduced a mustache last episode and Mondo is bringing the mustache back and putting it on uh, the model for, for this one because Mondo's making um, menswear, men's inspired clothing, whatever you would like to put it. Um, so baby Scott Patrick is in charge of the mustache and hair and makeup. Um, all right. So uh, let's get to the runway and again listeners you can pull out your cheat sheet here and follow along with us so we have Heidi coming out and we hear ba da 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 ba da da baby I can tell you to a kiss on the rose on the grade oh the more I get it you remember Heidi was married to Seal <laughs> <laughs> So oh, she's wearing a rose hat it's just it's really gorgeous and she seems so thrilled to be um wearing it on this is probably a demand of her she's like we can't have philip trace on a show and not have me in a hat <laughs> this is the only time i think she's dressed in the theme of of the challenge <laughs> this season so far um this was like my favorite moment of the whole episode i have to say <laughs> yeah. it really was and you know why because that that is fashion that is fashion moment you have this wild object on your head as a perfectly functioning item yeah and it, it's a hat and it's a curious object but it's balancing on the side of your head 
perfectly. Yes. So it's not on top of your head where you expect a hat to go. It's slightly to the side. It is not moving. It is perfectly perched there. It is gravity defying. It is like it, it defies a lot of things in terms of expectations, in terms of gravity, in terms of even um, the relationship between what Heidi is wearing and this mm -hmm. thing. It's like, oh, okay. So I thought of like, this is fashion. Fashion makes you think. <laughs> I love it. Oh, so great. Oh. I love it. <laughs> All right. So, um, so we have our normal judges. We have, of course, Heidi, we have Michael Kors, Nina Garcia, and Philip Tracy is with us. All right. So let's get to this cheat sheet. First up, we have the new dress that Michael Costello made. Um, uh, also, like, okay. How, what are your thoughts on this? The new dress. This is the um, everyone in Puerto Rico has this dress kind of dress. Right. I thought it was okay. I actually really liked the color palette more than the dress itself. Mm. I thought the dress did get a little bit messy, like messy looking at the bottom, like too many layers, too much activity, not sure why. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was an okay response. I thought it was an appropriate response to the challenge. I, I thought so too. And I it is very regular. <laughs> but I agree. I think he did a lot with that color. It was such a sophisticated combination. And um, I I was fine with the wrapping around the the rib cage, where that felt a little uh, quick, a little fast. But um, I just think that Michael Costello is just really good. Um, yeah, uh, has you know good. Just had to kind of trust his gut. All right, next we have Gretchen, and on the cheat sheet we have three look uh, three angles, and this is mostly just kind of like I'm not paying. Any favors to Gretchen. So I just want to let our listeners know. This is just what I was able to find on the internet. That was helpful. But I think it's also helpful to see these hideous leggings. I don't know about you. I was. Oh, I I that, was. Oh, my God. That, like, what? What? What is this? I thought it was just trying too hard. And by the way, nobody said, oh, this has to be an avant-garde challenge. This is not the avant-garde challenge. Not at all. I, you know, and also well, in it, terms of like a I, literal perspective, she's got, she has, um, I do believe these are, are these like peacock feathers that are in the hat? Um, or maybe another type of game feather. I'm not really sure what this, what this is, but she yeah. definitely mimicked that in the fabric. And here, I think the fabric choice is, is very, uh, a, it's, it is very matchy matchy. Um, in that sense that it's such a literal interpretation and um, she's using a little bit of leather all over the place and you know she's made she's made pants successfully once and so she's like mm, I'm gonna do another version of this but I'm just gonna you know muck it up with this lace leather thing going on up to the knees like thigh high lace and, and what's up with that belt like what is like no there's no compliment to anything it's just this mishmash of collagey things and yeah by the way like you said it's very matchy matchy which is was already stipulated in the beginning that it's old hat yes so <laughs> so what no all right next we have Kristen. um mm. it looks like a circus tent 
It's odd. It's a very odd looking thing. It's really I don't really understand strange. that that like that like bulgy pink popping out of the neckline. Yeah. I did appreciate the asymmetrical neckline. I appreciated that. I thought the dress could have been salvaged and could have been like things could have been salvaged from this, but unfortunately it didn't work out. Yeah, I I personally think she messed up with the color palette. I I just having it be a black um with this color i think the pink is the right pink um and but the black it's just too it's too much um and it's not a very forgiving um dual of fabrics either you know we'll kind of get to it but um it uh, yeah no absolutely not i'm really sorry Grayson. yeah yeah um oh, next is michael d and architects and architectural and warriors Mm-hmm. What did you think? I I liked it. I still like it. It's not wearable. <laughs> oh, it no. looks like an uncomfortable outfit to wear. Um, you know, I you know, you can't wear this with a bra, obviously, but this, this is neither the time or the place, apparently. So, um and I and I really thought that I really liked his idea of like, oh, the sun, you know, Amish farmer. Um, inspiration and 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 thinking of it as being some type of um, like a, like a functional thing, but in terms of the architectural part of it, I thought it, I thought it, uh, yes, yes. And I do have to say, I did like the way he crinkled up the skirt. I thought, wow, what a crafty, quick thing to do, and it looks good. Yeah, I thought that was great too. I was like, wow, th- this is like why I love the show is those wow moments where like, that's how they did that. And we get to see how people do these magical things with fabric. And I, by the way, I love that color. I love oh, that yes. color. Yes. Coral, orange, whatever it is, I live for that color. So, but yet, I think I don't like the length of that skirt at all. I think it needs mm. to be like two, at least two inches shorter or like four inches longer. Yes. I don't like this length. It's too, like, wishy-washy middle of the whatever, like, middle of the knee, like, trying to be, like, 1950 or something, mm. and that doesn't go with the hat. And hmm. I thought the belt in the hat was the smartest decision with the nude pump. Yes. I am not really convinced that that top um, is, like, I mean, it seemed like if this model moved their head in any direction there would be like some collision between the hat <laughs> oh, and yeah. the so, shirt totally so i'm thinking okay so what's up with that like hmm. um i don't know i think people think oh i have to be avant-garde i'm going to do this thing but literally it's an inversion of what's on the top mm-hmm. and i i don't see what that adds to the hat hmm yeah, I, I, I think it just, okay. it, it's a marriage to me where it continues the shape um, mm-hmm. in a way. And also just, it's just, I, I, yeah, it, and I wonder if he, maybe he did that on purpose to make it seem seamless, almost like it would be too close because it is, I think it's all about that middle shape. Mm. So, all right. The, the middle V. The what? Middle V. Yeah. Or not even like the little like the opening of where her face is, and then her um and that V, um that really mm. low plunging V like that shape. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like an atrium. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, next we have Valerie. Um, now that we can talk about hemlines, I feel like this could have been longer. Um, I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I forget about hemlines a lot. Um, we also see that Valerie cut the zippers on the side of the bolero. Um, it's a pop yeah. collar um, and, uh, you know, like a, a magenta um, dress with, um, you know, Michael Kors called it like a CV Nicks hemline. Um, I think there should be a drinking game for Project Runway. And if it were, then Stevie Nicks would be in that drinking game. Anyway, along with Hilarious. wearable. Um, <laughs> Stevie Nicks comes up a lot. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think about this this outfit? You know, I think this is all very curious. Um, I think that Valerie knows how to do stuff very well. Mm-hmm. I think this hemline is a mess, like mess, mess, mess. Um but but I actually I do like the bolero, I like the zippers, and I think the zippers are actually. Uh, I haven't read about anything that Valerie has written about this look or anything like that. But just looking at it, in the runway, on the show, in the reference sheet, I think that it is so great to go with that, with the Philip Tracy thing. And I yeah. say thing because I'm like, okay, it's a hat. But it's really like a hat for the face. It's not a hat for your head. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a hat for your face um, because it's a mask. It's it's a mask thing. Um, so I think it's also made in lace, which is has this history of like like revealing more than it hiding than mm-hmm. it hides. You know, like in how it's made and in how it functions. So I thought the zippers were actually really great because they don't have a function. Yeah. It's about what is here that isn't supposed to be here in yes. the same vein of the not the same vein but in the same kind of like thought pool of of the face hat yeah. <laughs> mask hmm. so i thought it was actually really fun um but the hemline and the length i'm like oh make it longer make it asymmetrical make it something yeah you know make it make it relate to that collar which has a which is really nice that it's turned up with an interior lining that's different from the outside of the bolero so i don't know yeah what did you think i mean i thought it was you know another moment of being able to do something that you just want to do and Mm. i again she uses wonderful words and i do believe it comes from um, a distinctive design design philosophy that she has, but um, the more I hear, the more I'm looking at it, the more I'm also just like she really could have gotten away with um, a black, but that's not something that I think Valerie would do is is black, or even something that has less volume that kind of like um, doesn't do a lot of swirliness around the body, but um, has this like closeness because I would have loved to have seen this with a really amazing um pant or something um, oh yeah but also kind of like yeah. less color just just not as much um not as much pops of color that are very saturated or concentrated but there's just something about yeah but also I, I just think it's really great to even think about this um unnecessary thing <laughs> and, and having yeah. things that are not functional and and making that a, a central design element and if she yeah. had done something else with the zipper, that would have been really great, really great to see. 
so there's yeah. a, there's a zipper on the back as well but it's it's functional it's it's to get the the, the model in and out of the dress mm, so. i think if it were made for that it would be on the side not and it, not that length i think you oh. need a little wiggle room oh yeah no, you're right um, or maybe you but i don't know I, I, maybe people with hips like do it differently i don't know <laughs> maybe like uh it seemed like a little but that's what i liked about it, it was like that zipper like hints at function but has no function yeah just like the face yeah garment, you know all right um next we have aj with the oh, polka dots and tool yeah. aj loves tool loves it um i didn't understand this and i thought that maybe he was trying to get at the um the front wave of of the hat in terms of how he was draping the um the dress but i it just looked like a duvet cover Mm. i thought it was like this Oh God, 1989, like OB tampon commercial ad for you can do anything, you know, like that, that, like, it was so strange. Like this whole outfit was so strange to me. I didn't get it. I didn't get how, how they were supposed to have anything. Like the, the hat is a different person than the dress. Yeah. God. You know. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. Um next we have Ari. And Ari. Hmm? I love Ari. But did you like her dress? <laughs> yeah, that's a fair question. Um I I was really confused by these sleeves. Um yeah. it it felt like this is the wrong fabric for this outfit. Or perhaps yeah. like she's working volume in a way that I'm not ready for yet or wasn't ready for. But I th- I thought about about it then and I still think about it now where it the, the sleeves don't make any sense. And I think she is going for volume, but it's not it's it's mm. done in a way where I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I'm not sure if it's just it just. Yeah, I just don't like it. I'm able to say I don't like the volume of the sleeves. And you can't really see it in the cheat sheet. I think the cheat sheet makes it look so much better the way the model is cinching at the end of of a runway. Um, But I was really thrown off by the by the what do you call the proportions? I thought, yeah, the proportions were a little off for me. Yeah, I didn't like it, but I thought it was well thought out. Yeah. Um, And I thought the color was good. But I, I still thought it was sort of like the reference point, again, was royal family. Mm-hmm. You know, so I thought, OK, yeah, I could totally see like those people wearing this with a different type of skirt and definitely with a different shoe. But I thought it fit what um, what Ari was going for. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen someone not from the royal, fam- royal family making wearing this hat. Or an inspiration coming from not the royal family, I know. Um, because I think I like I like I like Ari's designs, and I like I don't like this idea of projecting. Um, I don't know because it doesn't feel like this is who she would naturally design for, or who she right. would want, even want to design for. So yeah, yeah. it's kind of felt like I feel like this is what this kind of lady would wear. And I'm like I don't yeah. think so. 
I when I saw this hat, I thought, and I don't know if I thought this the first time, but I was like, oh my god, I hope someone thinks about Georgia O'Keeffe for this hat. Ah! <laughs> Not at all, and that's for okay. Any, that's yeah, for any of it. Mm. Okay, no. um, but okay, let's let's go to Ivy because I feel like Ivy and um. Ari's Ari's models are kind of going to similar places. <laughs> but Ivy is, is a little less formal of um but like maybe like just regular fancy um not not necessarily but maybe a wedding. But I don't know. What do you think about this outfit? You no, like I Ivy. Think it I I liked I remember liking Ivy. Yeah, and I think I was I know I was rooting for Ivy. But I I didn't like this at all. It was so like um, I mean, actually, this is what I think modern church people look like in an urban setting. Totally. You know, like today, today. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what to do with it because it also felt very off the rack. And I feel like if you're going to read and judge Casanova for making something that looks like you went to a store and bought it and put a hat on, then how come this is not that? That's the same thing. I agree. Totally agree. You know, like... Yeah. Um, next we have April and April's, um, you know, futuristic resort wear with kind of an edge and her hot pants. So, yeah. Um, yeah, she didn't really take any advice from Tim. It looks like, um, she definitely just continued on with, what she had and um and and you know even with the you know the the cut of the shorts and the layering in the shorts it just didn't seem as if she didn't she she really didn't do much i would say once tim left i think she was showing tim what she thought was finished <laughs> looks like right right hmm. i thought the idea was Oh, I want to do something different. I want I want to do something to take a chance, take a risk or whatnot. And and that's all fine. But um, then it has to be just beyond perfect. And those 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 hot pants from the back did not look great. No, no. I mean, it did not fit great, you know. Yeah, it's it's kind of. um man it's it's a it yeah it is i just have michael kors's voice in my head when you said the back didn't look great he goes oh no oh oh look why does she have a zipper in the back of her diaper or her panty like he says panty and then tim was like diaper it was you know of course it's triple panty which i didn't see at all i it's just yes there's three colors but <laughs> I don't know. There's lots of swimwear that has that like three color situation. Not that this is swimwear mm-hmm. or passes for it, any means. But um, yeah, I thought it was just like like you said, hot pants. And I would say that a woman who could afford that hat, <laughs> or anyone who could <laughs> afford that hat, would they be budget? You know, budget packing on their way to you know. Uh, I don't know, like the, the the like a Pacific Island place or something. Um, so yeah, I I would say it's less so of a of a layered panty, but perhaps you know, um, an, 
uh, yeah, a bikini bottom that missed the mark. <laughs> yeah, entirely. All right. Um, next we have Christopher. So Christopher's outfit comes out and I immediately got pirate vibes from this. Mm. It felt piratey. Yeah. It also felt maybe, I, I don't know if I'm getting the century correct, but it felt like 17th, 18th century, you know, may, also it was giving me a quest, me equestrian vibes. Um, but but yeah, no, um, Chris felt great about this. And everyone before the runway was just gassing him up. Being like, oh, my God, Chris, it looks just so amazing. It's so chic. It's so it's so great. Where um, I'm just like, how can every so many designers on this season are so wrong <laughs> about who's on the top and who was on the bottom so far? And I think people get really hung up on, oh, well, this person went to that school. They know what they're doing. That person works for that, does that. They know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. you know. And we kind of got a little bit of that on the first episode where Mondo said something like, oh, I don't have a label or something like that. Do you remember? Like, yeah. The yeah. They're all like, oh, what's like, the name of your thing? What's the name of your He's like, mm -hmm. I don't have a name. Right. Right. And everybody else like, oh, mm -hmm. so I, I think that. That's, in my opinion, that's what's happening in, in like, especially last episode as well. And then this one where people think, oh, Christopher, top, top, you know, and Gretchen thinks that she's top, top. But I think they all are looking at each other through, like, the judgments they have of each other, mm -hmm. not the outfits. Oh, <laughs> not the outfits that they're making. That makes sense. I don't, I don't looking at the outfits that they're making i think maybe like some people are but you know the, the the loudest voices are just not looking at what they're making like yeah <laughs> i'm sorry the loudest voices at what's being made yes they're just kind of going with bias okay no that that totally on, makes sense Something you know, serves to be on the top not necessarily who actually did something that needs to that should be um of merit um, but this one, yeah, I, I, I totally see the pirate vibes. I, I just don't know why there's like a little skirt underneath this foldy thing. Mm -hmm. Um, what an unfortunate response to a beautiful hat. Cause this was my <laughs> second favorite hat. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I've seen this hat in uh, in a real life image also, I have a feeling that the leggings were a last minute request from the model because there was a quick, there was a quick um, shot of her being like, Oh my gosh, this dress is too short. So it would have also okay. just been the dress without the leggings instead of it looking like some extra third piece underneath this coat, because it doesn't really make any sense. It looks like a skirt, a short skirt, which I think it might have been, it might've been a short skirt and that's it. But I think he was yeah, also set on like, leggings as well. But I don't know. I don't remember. After that conversation with Gretchen, who likes to have opinions, um, I don't know, maybe that's where the leggings came from. Because both, oh no, that was last week. Gretchen had those horrendous boots last week. Right, right. right? It was just like her boots. Um, yeah, very unfortunate, Chris. Very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Um, talk about unfortunate. Next is Peach. 
Um, right. I I don't even want to talk about it. I, <laughs> I, I was like, okay. I mean, it I just didn't really get it. I know it's such a shame. It's such a shame. And I guess what we're seeing here is Peach's style or what she can do. So we have like an itty bitty peplum. I hate these are my yeah. least favorite kinds of peplum where they're just like, this is what superfluous is. It just doesn't look like right. she really committed to it. And then you have this and it's right. almost like it's there to just kind of uh accentuate or accessorize a very very simple dress an easy dress and then she's like oh i'll put a pebble on it and, you know make it and i'll also you know use this very heavy looking brocade slash also looks like upholstery fabric mm-hmm. yeah 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 and then again like a cool hat i will say that it does look well made and the, the neckline and the straps look really nice but not in this there's like a little bit of ruching between the breasts, I think. Oh, okay. That seems like a nice cut, but like not, not, I, I don't, by the way, I think sometimes peplum works, sometimes it doesn't. I don't have like a strong feeling about mm. it, but here it's just horrendous. <laughs> Yay, you I'm glad I'm not alone in this. Said, <laughs> you've already said about this other unfortunate situation, mm. and what I think says it all, what I think reveals it all is the, unchanging face of philip tracy oh my god philip throughout Tracy's this face. <laughs> i mean I'm just... outfit, the last outfit i i could just see philip like made you come to america i work in silence for days and months and days and i have to speak number one <laughs> and i have to sit and watch these ugly things <laughs> one after the other and I have to try to be nice because it's television yep. <laughs> and it's Heidi. I mean, I feel like he, his face, I, and I don't remember his face like before Peach, but um, he, he's, his mouth is a gap or a gape. Yeah. His mouth is a gape, like slightly. And I would say maybe for Philip Tracy, it's, it's a very dramatic mouth opening thing. He almost looks like, a, like a, the way a, a mouth breather would look if they weren't, you know, a high fashion hat designer who deals with very wealthy, wealthy people on Philip Tracy's face is just pure like, what is that? Oh, but what is it? What is happening here? Oh, that's what his face looks like to me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Well, next we have is Casanova. I have to say, I love the way this dress walked. I thought it was, I want to wear this dress. I like this dress a lot. I get. It was really beautiful. Yeah. I I mean, I think the draping is gorgeous and it actually looks, it's so appropriate to the hat. It's just great. It, not in the top. It's a, it's a safe dress, I think. But I, yeah. I have nothing bad to say about this dress. <laughs> Same with me. Same with me. And I thought the lip color was really good with the hat color. Yeah. Um. And I thought, well, here, I mean, compared to what Casanova made last week. I know. Wow, night and day. I'm, I'm, night I'm and snapping day. my fingers. Like it's just, it's just so, it's, it's night and day, and it's also, I don't know, like this is sort of where you can co- sort of work with 
um, Cas- and, and, and who said this? I think Valerie said this, that Casanova is a really great, um, he can sew really well and just needs some direction. Yeah. And I, and I agree. And this is like a good direction to start. I feel like mm-hmm. he, he can pretty much do anything and um, you just kind of like have to talk more process with him. Um, yeah. And I think this is, this is the moment where I felt like, wow, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is breaking again. I think that Casanova just, it's not that, I, I don't think Casanova understood that. It's not that, I think Casanova understood the challenges, but maybe not the point of the challenges. Mm. Because what Casanova made last week, I think, again, Casanova's looking around. Oh, look, people are gluing crazy things to the dress. <laughs> I guess that's what's acceptable for this, mm-hmm. you know, um, instead of just doing something else. So I'm, I was really happy to see this, actually. Yeah, same. All right. Yeah. Um, and next we have Mondo, who had the red swirly oh. hat. We have the return of the mustache. And the return of the That's mustache. We yes, we do. We do have a mustache. I almost didn't notice it. It, it just felt very right. I, I didn't even really harp on it. Um, plus, there is so much going on with these pants. I love, I love, love, love these pants. They're tapered and kind yeah. of um, scrunched at the bottom. Um, so it's it's got this billowy, comfortable feel. And then it has this really tight, you know, um, uh, vest top that I don't like. I don't like it. It's just personal. Um, I think yeah. it could have the proportion is a little bit off. It's it's also something that I'm, I'm like, yeah, you're this is very much for the model. It fits the model so well. Um, and I, I just yeah. would have preferred something else a little bit more wearable on top, but that's fine. It's great. I think the lapel is plaid. I know. And a... I really love that. Yeah, I like a plaid lapel. I mean, I like plaid in general, mm-hmm. but I thought, okay, with that hat, it did not seem like, if you look at how the eye travels either to or from the hat, mm-hmm. you hit the plaid, it's like, whoa, what? Oh, it's yeah. It's a little strange. Yeah. Um, so me even though i like it i don't think it works with the hat yeah um but that's just my i thought i mean it was just such a intelligent queer act of assembly on mondo's part Hmm. (laughs) with this outfit yeah i mean the whole like you know um i don't know i'm presenting person with the mustache Mm -hmm. With a vest, which even though I agree with you, I don't think this, I think this vest is, it fits only this model and that's it. I totally agree <laughs> with you. But there was a time when, and I remember doing it, but where like wearing like denim pants or, or any kind of pants and a vest that was considered like wear, that was considered being dressed. Just like, yeah. that was considered being dressed, like no bra, no shirt, no jacket, just a vest. And that is very 90s, like. For me, nineties New York, mid nineties New York City queer in a way. Oh, um, so I thought, well, that's so smart to sort of integrate all of that with these fun pants and that fun—I don't know what you call it—like lining of the contrast fabric. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like he piped it with this, yeah, other kind of polka dot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just smart. I love it. It's great. Um. All right. Well, that's that's we're, we're we've come to the end of the runway. Um, and so we 
so we can kind of go to the second part of the cheat sheet to see which designers um this is the spoiler uh cheat sheet um so our safe designers are peach aj gretchen ivy ari and mondo um and our high scoring designers are michael d valerie michael c and our low scoring designers are Kristen. April and Christopher and I will say that once they um, shoot away all of the safe designers they go in the back like oh my god like who do you think is in the top like oh oh Christopher is of course I mean oh gorgeous they're all just gushing over Christopher's outfit they're like oh my god great 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 and then they're all shitting on Michael C it's just too easy and Valerie Gretchen thinks Valerie is in the bottom. Mm. I just was like, you guys are so off. It's interesting. It's, it is it is genuinely interesting. I don't mean that in a way of, you know, I'm not, you know, it's fascinating to me. Right. The dynamics. Like, I think you're fascinated by the dynamics that lead them to think yes. that, right? Yeah, totally. Totally. All right. So, yeah. so we know for sure, like what, what is up? Um, and, um, and we don't have to go through all of the, the judging. Um, I mean, if you want to say something specifically about the designers, then, um, if anything stood out, um, I mean, but I'll, I will say that I, I did like the Michael Drummond back and forth with, uh, I think it's with with Philip Tracy, um, because Michael is Mm. like, um, um, I am inspired by like your hat and, uh, by architecture. (laughs) And uh, by architects, um, I mean, my love for like David, you know, Ajay, like Frank Gehry, you know, like I think about Frank Gehry and I think about shoes and I think about, you know, David Ajay and I think about like, you know, the sun and the stars. So, uh, yeah, like I thought about the sun and like um, and I, you know, I don't mean to be uh, I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but um, to me, she's like an a farmer. And Tracy goes, oh, uh, I really like wait. A what? A farmer. <laughs> oh, a farmer. It's like, yeah, because like, you know, shielding from the sun. And I really like this reference. <laughs> it's annoying. I think Michael uh, Drummond's uh, affect is annoying to me. But <laughs> I really loved his references and, and how he explained this to Philip Tracy. And Tracy's like, oh, wow, this hat costs a million dollars. And you're comparing it to a peasant. And I just feel like that was... Like there's this um, reverence for um, for the hat that I think Tracy was just like, oh God, I I, I kind of get it, and I like the I, I like the work that you're making, but it's it is searing my soul <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my God, yeah. The the I thought the farmer slash peasant thing <laughs> might just be. The color of the material, oh, it's earthy, so it's like mm. for the land land worker people. But it, it's the shape of that is way too regal to be practical for somebody who needs to work on that or, or with that all day. Yeah, you know? he was, I guess, like free associating. He's like sun, uh, you know, mm. coverage uh, outside. I don't know. <laughs> Gold. Gold. All right. Next, we have Kristen. And um, it's not good, guys. Uh, but Kristen also pushes back. Kristen does not get it. She really 
doesn't agree with any of their feedback about um, essentially they're all like, it looks messy. And either Nina or Michael Kor says, it just looks like there isn't any thought behind it. Um, and I think, I think Kristen also said the words architectural. <laughs> I don't know, but did she get a, I remember? No, you're right. Um, Kristen did say that. Oh yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Oh gosh. And then we have Christopher who, whose approach to this was to not have any hard angles in the outfit because there were so many angles in the hat. Um, mm. And Heidi says, ah, oh, I don't like this. And then it goes like, psh, psh, psh. there's like a symbol smash in the background where it's, I guess, to signal to us that we should be surprised as an audience that Heidi Klum doesn't like it. But I'm like, no one is surprised. This outfit's ugly. No one's right. surprised. That's so, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have, uh, let's see here. Oh, yes. So simplicity. Oh, my gosh. They have this wonderful conversation about simplicity. And I, I don't know where it comes from. But, um, uh, oh, yes, less is more kind of. And, and again, Chris, Christopher was having an issue with Tim Gunn about wanting to be noticed and trying to do too much or try too hard. And he ended up doing it anyway. And Philip Tracy is like, mm, simplicity can be uh, beautiful. Rather than too complicated. I don't see the connection. There's nothing daywear about that hat. And I'm like, are you getting daywear from Christopher's outfit? Because I just get, you know, riding your horse, you know, conquering a ship in a chic way. It's not, it's day nor night. It's just, you know, costume. <laughs> so I thought it was interesting that he thought it was daywear. So. I think you're giving Christopher way too much credit. I think it's like, you know, rip the curtains down, make a dress out of it when you're drunk at a party. You know, like, I don't even know. Get You should t-shirt, but you're leaving with curtains. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have Michael C. next. And everyone is thrilled about this dress. The fabric is so beautiful. It picks up the tones in the hat. Philip Tracy freaking loves it. And Michael Corses says, this is what harmony looks like. It's not matchy matchy. She's, you know, goddess of the sea without looking like, you know, whatever the hell, you know, Christopher made over there. You know, it's like, you know, Christopher, I'm still going on it. Like Christopher has the pirate and then Michael Kors is on the cusp of having, you know, the, the siren maybe, but he's not in a play. He's not in a, in a theatrical uh, thing the way that <laughs> poor Christopher is. He's on the other spectrum. He's, he's in fashion, but um, Christopher is, um, uh, this person's on a ship somewhere on a stage in Broadway. But yeah, so <laughs> And um, I, I want, also want to know, they asked to see the back of the model and there is a, a, a thing that looks like a mistake to me on the back and I'm it, where it's, it's almost like, um, you know, the, the, the back of the dress comes below where the, um, the wrapping, like the sash wrapping that he's, that he does around the middle. Um, and I thought of that as a mistake, but I'm also wondering if they edited that feedback out or if they just didn't care. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm waiting. I actually just rewound. Ooh, I'm looking at it now. Like, I don't think that was on purpose. I think that's 
the little triangle? Yeah. You think that's a mistake? Oh, I think that was on purpose. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. I thought it was like, here's another right angle. Okay. You know, on the back. Um, I didn't think that was a mistake, but you know what? It could have been. I don't know. And I think, I mean, this whole thing has so many triangles, but um, it's very, like, very Hellenic. Yes, it is. I like that. I like that. All right. Um, Next, we have April, who, you know, we've already kind of talked about the feedback about it looking like a diaper and multiple panties. And, um, you know, Nina Garcia gets a pun in. She's like, you sold it short. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have Phil Tracy goes, it's just a little bit weak. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Um, Next, we have Valerie, who, uh, you know, kind of picks up, I think, on the literal talk around April. They bring up how her interpretation of the hat is so mimicked in her uh, hot pants that it's it was a literal vibe. And Valerie's like, so I didn't want to be literal. I'm like, Valerie. So, but she sells this dress and, you know, uses all the words like Edwardian, hard and soft. Um, um, But they, they love it again. You know, uh, it's, they're, they're really, really into it except for Philip Tracy. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Phil Tracy does not like this dress. I had a feeling that this was his favorite piece on the runway, and he was really upset by what Valerie did to this mask. Yeah. So. That's interesting. What you read is very interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I think that's the end of the judging. And, um, you know, they go backstage and they ask, oh, my God, who's on the top? Who's on the bottom? Oh, like, oh, blah, blah. and there's this wonderful moment where Chris is giving a huge compliment to Michael D. He's like, oh, my God, you are amazing. And then from the back, we hear Gresham goes, so they love yours, Michael? What? Mm. And it's, just, you know, here we have this awkward moment where all of these faces surrounding Michael C. are kind of scrunched up in horror and shock and surprise because the judges not only not only is he in the top but the judges um gave him the best compliments out of everyone else in the room um and they're all shocked that no one like chris is they're like chris you're <gasps> they didn't like chris you're in the bottom oh chris is like yeah they thought it was sad dot 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 um yeah yeah all right so let's go to Let's let's like say who the winner is. <laughs> and uh Patricia, when they bring out mm. the designers, who is the winner of this episode and gets immunity and cannot be eliminated next week? This week's winner is Father of Giovanni mm. Michael Costello. Yay, happy Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought it was actually well deserved. I did too. I I did too. I mean, if Mondo could have won too, but um, like I I really wish Mondo had been at least in the top three, top two, but no such thing. Yeah, no, you know. no such thing. Um, so he goes backstage, and someone goes, "Oh my God, is it you?" Ah! And we, you know, we have to switch to Ivy's face that's just screaming WTF. That's written all over her face. 
And um, yeah. yeah, go ahead. That was so awkward. That was so awkward because Michael came in. I won. And people were like, oh, yeah. I mean, and I will say, yeah. like, they dismiss Christopher next. So so Christopher is safe. I think he's like the bottom of the he's at the top of the bottom. So he comes in, yeah. I think, right after Michael C. And the the mm-hmm. reception he gets is like a million times more enthusiastic yeah. than Michael sees. Oh. And Michael won the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That says it all. Um, so it's between I'll just say the, the bottom two, um, it's Kristen and April and Patricia. Who goes home this week? This week we say goodbye to Kristen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of thought, hey, why, why is Christopher still here? Like, do you think Kristen should have gone home? I do. I think, I, I do. I do agree with this elimination. Okay. Okay. I think with Christopher, I think there, from this point on, there was still some hope, maybe. But, um, mm-hmm. But with Kristen, I just, I don't know. I just thought, she, I, I thought she, I think the people who were in the bottom two deserve to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Listeners, if you disagree with me, let me know. But who would, who would you have thought should have gone home? Well, to be honest, any of the three on the bottom would have been fine. But I think of any of the three from between Kristen, April, Christopher, I thought at least Kristen had salvageable elements. Okay, April too. April, mm-hmm. the top was salvageable. Okay. Yeah. So when when I said it, just based on these three looks, I think Christopher should have gone. Hmm. But there was no way to salvage that mess. Yeah, and it was purposeful, and it was with a vengeance. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm determined to do it this way. And I think it's fine all the way from mood to the runway. I picked this fabric. I did all that. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Well, um, any final thoughts, Patricia? And um, uh, can you remind the listeners where they can find you? And do you have anything to share with them? Mm, nothing to share at this time. Um, I can be found... Uh, not online these days, but I do check in and see what people are saying on the Workroom Podcast Instagram. <laughs> but I can be found um, on Twitter and on Instagram on my own um, account, which is uh, Sense and Sight. It's Common Sense and Optical Sight, S E N S E A N D S I G H T. And what about you, Inez? What are you up to and where can we see you? Yeah, so I I actually have a solo show that is opening on Saturday, you uh, May eighth. Congratulations! Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it is why this episode is delayed. I have been I I call it sprinting towards my deadline, um, mm. and it's been. Uh, a whirlwind actually um, almost as soon as we finish here I have to run to the gallery and uh, get ready for stuff but I'll, I've 
put that um, in the show notes um, in the link. And, um, and of course, with my special announcement this week about the delay, um, put in there that, you know, if any of you guys are in town, let me know. It'd be great to see your faces in, in person if you're comfortable. Uh, it, it is a physical in-person show and we will be um, keeping COVID protocols for the opening on May 8th. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm up to. And of course, you can find me on all of the uh, the social mediums um, and uh, on my website. And so all of that is also in the show notes. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's, mm. that's all from us. That's fantastic. And what um, it will, will, will there be anything? Cause you've done like, you know, digital walkthroughs before. Oh, yeah. Is there anything done digitally for this show that you can share right now and just that you know of at the moment oh I, I mean thank you so much patricia um for your question uh so i will be trying to <laughs> it's so funny because my head is scrambled right now all i'm thinking about like i need to get things on the walls but yeah oh. no um i will be photographing it and documenting it um uh i tend to do videos of my works because they're very they're you know i'm photo based but they're also very um sculptural so video is is the best way i've found to document them and um and and hopefully i'm i'm thinking of having a conversation with someone um either on instagram live or zoom we will we will be figuring that out so i'll i'll uh, update everyone um when that is uh Great. in the works Great. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Oh, stay tuned for that. <laughs> and um, listeners, you all are so great. Thank you so much for your patience and uh, and for your continued support of us. Feel free to um, share the podcast. And I'm, I mean, we're gearing up. Season 19 is around the corner. I'm so excited. And I hope you guys are as well. Um, but we'll be back. Um, to talk about episode five with Nayland. Nayland's on the odd episodes and Patricia's on the even episodes. And um, in the meantime, send us all of your uh, your hot takes and your rants and your raves. And um, uh, I would love to read them on the next on the next podcast, actually. All right. So until next week, um, take care of yourselves and we'll both say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>